Awesome. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the, the uh, scripture that the power of God was present to heal them all. I, I, I didn't get this earlier. I just got it in, right at the end of worship. That just came up in me that his, his power is present to heal us all. You could say, well, well, wasn't that because like Jesus was there in the room and that's why the power of God was there present to heal everybody? And you could say, yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, Jesus was there, but isn't Jesus here? Doesn't the scripture say that uh, wherever two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of this. So, so he's here, because I'm, I'm looking around, I see at least two or three, at least two or three. So his presence is here, Jesus is here, the healer's in the house, and because he's in the house, his power's here, and it's present, and it's present to heal us all. And in that scripture, there were people in the house where Jesus was, and they needed healing, but they didn't get healed. I think that's interesting. His, his power was present, and, and it was there to heal them all. That was the, the, the will of God was for his power to heal everyone, yet not everyone got it. I think that's interesting. And uh, let that not be us, right? If, if we're going to be in the room with Jesus, I'm getting mine. I, I'm getting what I need. Jesus is going to be, he's going to be my healer. And, uh, and he's, in, he's in this place tonight. Amen? Amen. Amen. And uh, I'm going I'm to get into some word uh, this evening, and then we're going we're gonna to invite those who uh, need hands laid on them to receive healing. We're going we're gonna to invite those up to, at the end. And I believe that uh, there's going to be some mighty miracles. There's going to be some wonders. There's going to be some healing. And God's going to get all the glory for it. And we're going we're gonna to leave here totally different than we, than we came, just like just like you had prophesied. <laughs> We're going to leave changed. Amen? Amen? And, you know, this concept of God wants to heal them all, um, that's, that's not a, a concept that's just like one, you find it once in the scripture or here and there you got to try to make things say that. It says it over and over and over and over and over again that when Jesus went about healing, he healed them all, all of them. He healed not just some, he healed all of them. So the will of God, you could say unequivocally without any sort of hesitation, without any sort of being reserved about it, Jesus came to heal us all. There's not one person in this room where he's gonna say, well, no, not you this time. No, you gotta, you need to do this. Jesus never did that. In the scripture, he never did. He never sh- modeled that. He never showed us that, and uh, and so we shouldn't be thinking, well, what is God going to do? We know what He's going to do. He's going to heal us all. That's His plan. That's His will. Now, uh, so why did why did some in the room didn't get it? We'll we'll get into some of that, but I want you to know that that the the will of God, the absolute power of God, is present to heal us all tonight. Amen. Amen. And I can tell you this, that there is, there is a way, there's a key to getting guaranteed victory. What if, what if someone could say, hey, listen, this works 100% of the time. Every single time you do this, you know, it reminds me of a, of a, of a, of a cure for hiccups that I always tell everybody. It works for me 100% of the time without any question. I'll just share it with you. 
And it's not like I I pray over it. It's actually something very natural. I don't know if hiccups are a sickness. I have no idea. I don't think they know why we even get hiccups. I have no idea. But what works for me without question, 100% of the time, has never failed me. And every person I've told it to that's tried it, it's worked for them every single time. As I take a giant spoonful of peanut butter, sorry for you peanut allergy people, I guess you can get healed of it right here. (laughs) And I just eat a full spoon, put the whole thing in my mouth, and without, without question, it goes away every single time. What if, what if I could also share something with you that you could get healed 100% of the time, absolutely no question, absolutely without any doubt in my mind, just like if I said, man, you got hiccups, I got this jar of peanut butter, and I would have absolutely no doubt you're getting rid of those hiccups. I got another similar jar of peanut butter that I want to share with you about how you get healed of anything and how you overcome anything guaranteed every single time. Amen? You're like, can it, can it really be that way? Does it really, is it something really work every single time? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's lots of things in this world that, you know, don't have a 100%, uh, you know, effective rate, but God is 100% effective every single time. Amen? And so uh, it's, it's this, here, here it is. Do not waver and do not give up. If you'll do those two things, you will get healed. You will overcome every single time. Do not waver at the promise of God. Do not be back and forth on whether God's word's right or wrong. Do not wonder if, Hmm, I wonder if it's going to work or I wonder if, it, or, if I, or if it's not. Do not waver at all. Be steadfast in your, in, in your 100% assurance that the promises of God are yes and amen. And then secondly, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't, don't lose that. Don't ever, don't, ever, don't ever say, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try something else. I'm gonna... No, if you will never give up, you will never fail. The only way a believer fails in this world is if we give up. We, when, we, when we stay at it, we win. Amen? I mean, I, and I'll, I'll go in and I'll show you some things. But, you know, your uh, faith, faith is uh, a powerful force. Jesus talked about faith. We're gonna go in some teaching about faith because faith is the assurance of what God has said, saying, you know what? When you promise this, I believe it. I'm not gonna move off of that. That's, that's what faith is. And uh, in Luke 22, uh, you don't have to turn there. I'm just gonna reference it really fast. Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, I prayed that your faith would not fail. I think that's interesting. It's like, can, can faith fail? Apparently it can, or else Jesus you know, prayed a pointless prayer. I don't think he's doing that much. But he prayed for Peter's faith that it would not fail. So you could say, well, is it just because I don't have faith? No. People get healed who have, I've seen hardly any faith at all. Like, they're so shocked when they get healed. It's crazy. I've seen people like, man, I believed God. I I believed his word. How come I didn't receive? How come this didn't work this time? 
And, and I, I wonder, did your, did your faith fail? Did, is, there, is there a faith that doesn't fail, though? And there is. There is a faith that doesn't fail. If Jesus would pray for someone's faith that it didn't, and by the way, did Peter's faith fail? No. No, he, it didn't. Peter's faith stayed true. He, 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 in context there, he said that the devil was asking for you. The devil's been asking to sift you like wheat to Peter. And he said, but I prayed that your faith would not fail. And, and so when Jesus prayed that, guess what? He, he always got what he prayed for. It worked out every single time. And, and so Peter's faith never failed. And so there is a faith that doesn't fail. And, uh, and, and, this, and, and faith, by the way, is it's, if, if you will think of faith as like an atomic power, it is explosive. It is, it is one of probably the, the most powerful forces in the universe is faith. Sometimes people think of faith and they, you know, it's, it's way far down on the list of what they think is powerful. But Jesus talked about, you know, if you have a tiny grain of, mustard, of a mustard seed of faith, He's saying just a, just a little bit of this stuff, a little substance of this thing called faith, you can speak to this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and not doubt in your heart, and you will, you will have whatever you say. So he's talking about something that's so tiny that it's this one of the smallest seeds that, that exist, having the, enough power to literally move mountains. That's a pretty powerful force. You know, I don't know of any other substance on the earth that's that powerful. I mean, you could say maybe atomic power, but I think really you can compare the two. And so faith is an atomic force. It's powerful. Our faith, we can't look at it as just some weak thing, as something that's, that's not effective. No, our faith is effective. Amen? You know, in uh, 1 John 5, 4, it says this in the, in the New King James says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. I think that's interesting. What is the victory that has overcome the world? What does God point to being the thing that overcomes the world? Our faith. Apparently, it's not a weak little substance. Apparently, faith is the real deal. It's powerful. It's able to move mountains. It's able to raise the dead. Our faith is able to cast out demons. Our faith is able to heal the sick. And, and you know, the, the, I one time was, was uh, ministering to someone and they, they weren't a believer and they just, they, they had heard that, we had be, that I had believed in healing and they were dealing with some stuff. And, uh, and I, think it was, I think it was back problems or something, but I guess it had lasted uh, like 10 years he was dealing with some back problems. And there's someone that I knew from like my past life, like one of those friends that, uh, that, you, don't, that you don't really see anymore because they're off doing the same old stuff I used to do, which, which wasn't good. And, uh, and anyway, he had heard that, that uh, one, of, one of my other friends in that circle had gotten healed a while ago when I prayed for him. And so he was just looking for answers. He's looking... And, and he, uh, he ends up coming to me and said, you know, is, is God able to do this? Can, can he do that? And I'm like, yeah, there's nothing that he can't do. And uh, I remember praying for his back and he's, 
He's stretching it out. He's bending over, and he's, he's in total shock that God healed his back. And, uh, and he, he just asked me, he's like, so, like, what are the limits on this stuff? Like, <laughs> so is there, like, you know, like, is there, like, a certain thing that, that, you know, doesn't, like, he can't do? And I said, no, nope, he can do it all, any problem. I mean, if you, if you look in Scripture, there was a guy dead for four days. That apparently wasn't, you know, too hard of a thing for him to do either. So there's no limits. There's no uh, limits to what God is able to do. You know, I, I, uh, my mind and my understanding is, is con- always continuing to be expanded, and, I, and I'm enlarging my God box all the time. One, one thing that helps me enlarge my God box is my kids. And, uh, and, and there's this one time I'm driving to a softball game. This is earlier this year. I'm driving to a softball game, and I'm just driving along, and all of a sudden, something, no, windows are up, I don't know what happens, but something gets stuck in my eye. And uh, when you're driving, that's not the greatest, you know, time to have something stuck in your eye. And so my whole family's in the, in the truck, and I'm trying to dig something out of my eye, and I'm crying, and, and, uh, and I, we, I finally get to, work, to the softball game alive, and, and, and without getting into an accident, and, uh, and my daughter goes, Dad, let me just pray for your eye. And I'm thinking, that's not how this works. I got something stuck in my eye. I just need to get it out. <laughs> and she puts her hand on my, on my eye and says, in Jesus' name, be healed. And I open my eye, and there is all the, all the uh, sensitivity, all that feeling that there's something there, totally gone. And I was like, praise God, that... <laughs> I didn't even know he could do that, right? <laughs> I had to have my seven-year-old daughter show me. I know what's cool is I was actually able to, to use that testimony uh, uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, my son had something in his eyes, actually at church, and he was just crying, and something's in my eye. And I said, Carter, you remember when I had something in my eye? That's my son's name. You remember when I had something in my eye and, and Claire prayed for it and it totally went away? Yeah, I'm like, listen, he, if he dis, does it for me, he'll do it for you too. And he goes, okay. And I, so I, I put my hand over his eye, said, in Jesus' name, whatever's in there, come out and be healed now. And as soon as I took my hand off of his eye, before he could even like feel anything, he, you know, this is how faith operates, but he just said, and he knew, he said, it's done, it's done. <laughs> and it really was. He had absolutely no issues in his eye anymore. And, uh, and what God's able to do is far greater than the box we put him in. And he's so much more capable of, of healing things, of taking care of problems than we give him credit for. And so what, what's good for us is just say, God, if there's a need that I have, you've already, you've already went ahead. You've already figured it out. You've already made a way for you to, for you to be able to be my, my provider of every single need I have. You're my healer of every single ailment. You heal all my diseases and all my injuries and all my ailments and all my inflictions. He's the all in all, and he can do it all. There's, he specializes even in sometimes the stuff that you wouldn't even think he specializes in. Everything he can do, and there's nothing that he's limited by. Remember what Jesus said? With God, all things are possible. You know, he didn't like hesitate. He didn't like put any other you know, butts after that sentence, except this, 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 and this. No, he just said it. 
And, and like, you know, it was something that is written in red, which means that's the son of God who said that. That's the one who said, the heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. His word is sure. And so when he says all things are possible, he really means with God, all things are possible. Amen? Amen. Amen. So what does unfailing faith look like? Because you can have faith that's failing. You can, have a, you can have unfailing faith. What does unfailing faith look like? And, and so th- going back to what I was talking about, about the guarantee, there is a guaranteed way of getting healed every single time. And, and so what does this look like? Uh, James wrote about it in James chapter one, verse, verse six, starting in verse six. James said this, it says, But when you ask, oh, I have it in New Living Translation, that's okay. I'll I'll read it in the the NLT. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with a divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Verse seven, such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. It's a pretty, it's pretty bold statement. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do. And they're quick up there. Look at that, NLT's already up there, bam. So what is it? Do not waver for a person who with divided loyalty. I think it's interesting that James is equating uh, wavering, which what's, what does wavering mean? Means I'm, I'm believing God's going to do it, but I'm also, I'm, I'm also very skeptical at the same time. I'm kind of back and forth on, is this going to work? Is it not going to work? I'm not confident in the promise of God that I'm going to be made well. I'm not confident in, in Jesus when he said, the, pre- the power of God is present to heal us all. I'm not confident, I'm, I'm, I'm wavering back and forth. What did James say that person should receive? Zero, zilch, nada, nothing. That person should expect not to receive. Who, should, who receives then? The person who asks and is sure that your faith is in God alone. Not in something else, not other system, not I got a plan B. I got, if this doesn't work, I got this appointment tomorrow and, and I got this, uh, this bottle of, of, you know, this prescription and I got, just being real, it's either you're 100% loyal to, to believing what God has said or you're divided. You have a divided loyalty. The loyalty if it's true to him, that loyalty says, I'm getting what I'm praying for. I'm getting what I'm asking for. I'm getting what his promises said to me. I'm going to receive. There's no questions. There's no if, ands, or buts. Jesus didn't put any if, ands, or buts in his statements. And I'm not going to put any if, ands, or buts in mine. Amen? And so unfailing faith is unwavering. It doesn't waver at the promise. It doesn't look at a, at a word from God that says, by Jesus' stripes, I was healed, and say, man, hope that's true. Oh, man, I, what, if, what if it was true? Wow. No, unwavering says, 
If Jesus himself or the Holy Spirit inspired that word to be written down, then it's matter of fact. And I don't have to waver. I don't have to wonder if it's true or not, even if there's evidence contrary to it. Is there, is there any times there's evidence contrary to the word of God? There is. We see stuff all the time. We see stuff all the time. We see people um, who are doing things, sometimes to the best of their understanding, but, but they see little results in their life. I mean, how many Christians do we know that walk in the fullness of God? Probably not as many as we should, right? And so there's this, there's this um, dynamic that's, that's there. And, and what the Lord's saying is, no, if you'll have a single focus, if you'll have an unwavering focus where you're focused on what I'm saying in my word, if you'll focus on my promise, if you'll leave all the evidence of this world, which, which sometimes manifests in different ways, What's, one, what's something that can manifest? Well, I got prayed for and I didn't feel anything different. Is that evidence that's, a, that's contrary to the word of God? It is. So what are you gonna do about it? Here's the thing. Everything in this world, everything in this natural life is subject to the spirit. It's subject to the word of God. It's subject to Jesus if I allow my experience to dictate my faith and my belief, I will never see the promises of God come to pass. I will have wavering faith every time an experience is contrary to a word from God. If it's contrary to to the word, I know automatically that I should not give any weight to it. I should not give it any sort, of, uh, in any sort of priority in my belief system. For example, I, I've used this before, but it's, it's what comes to the top of my head when I'm, when I'm, when I'm talking here. A while back, a few years ago, I, uh, I'm doing a teardown for an event here at the church, and I'm loading a table up on a cart, and this, the, the tables aren't light, and I load it up on the cart. It slides off the cart and lands perfectly on my big toe. And I hear this crunch. And, and there's like three of us cleaning up after this massive event. And I'm like, I don't have time to have a broken toe. And I've had a broken toe when I was younger. I know what it felt like. And, uh, and I was like, I don't have time for this. I have to get all of this done. And, and so I remember looking at my, my foot and being like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have a broken toe. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm getting healed right now. And I looked at my toe and I said, "Toe, be healed in Jesus' name." And then the thought dawns on me: Well, what is someone with? What's something someone with a healed toe? Can, what can they do? Well, they can like stomp on their toe and it feels just fine, right? So I start stomping on my my toe like this, and uh, and you know what I feel? Extreme pain. <laughs> Like, it hurts so bad. And I'm like, well, I, and then I have this decision to make, right? Am I going to stay steadfast in my declaration of my toe being healed, where if I believe what I say and not doubt 
I will have whatever I say, just as Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, or I can say, oh man, that didn't work. My toast broken. I have a decision to make. And I said, no, I know I got healed when I prayed. I don't care what it feels like. I'm not gonna let this slow me down. I'm gonna finish the job and, and my toes healed. And so I had a choice. Am I going to give credence to the evidence of the natural or am I only going to trust in what the Lord told me? Am I only gonna go with what, what Jesus said? And you know what happened about 20 minutes later? You know, I'm, I'm working, I get sidetracked. I'm thinking about everything I'm doing. And, I, and, I, and it dawns on me that my toe does not hurt at all. And, all. and I'm like, hallelujah, look at that. No pain at all. And it was just, it's sometimes the natural has to catch up with the spiritual. Sometimes there's a, there's a test of, are you going to believe God based off of his word? Or are you going to believe God based off of what you can feel? And if it's just limited to what you feel, you are going to have a very difficult time really receiving the promises of God. You're going to have a hard time having faith that doesn't fail. Amen? So what, what does unfailing faith look like? You know, I remember with my, my daughter, going back to my daughter, um, she's, she's a sweet little girl, and, and I love her to death. And uh, she, she just happens to be one of the clumsiest people I've ever met. <laughs> True story. She hurts herself all the time. And so because of this, she gets healed all the time. <laughs> like, no joke. She gets healed like once a day. It's like a once a day occurrence, if not more. And it's just like a normal thing for her to get healed. There was a, there was a time she was just getting healed every day, just normal Every owie getting, I'm talking scrapes, all of a sudden wouldn't bother her. She could touch it, things like that. Um, she, there, was this, there was a time where it was like probably she was five or six years old and she starts getting hurt like normal. And, uh, and we, go to, we go to pray for her and she goes, Dad, it didn't, it didn't change. Nothing's, it's still, it's still uh, painful. And I said, well, Claire, what are we going to do? What are we going to do, Claire? She goes, I don't, I don't know. What do we do? And I said, we don't give up. We don't give up. And so this happened for like a year straight. Every time she got hurt and we went to pray for her, it was like there was a little mini battle where we're like, no, we're not giving up. You're going to receive this. It's going to be, this is going to, and sometimes it took 15 or 20 minutes but we stayed with it. We didn't give up. And she got healed every single time. After that, it was, like, it was like that test had passed. And I'm not talking that it's a test from God. I'm talking it's a test. The enemy's coming. What does he come to do? Mark chapter four. He comes to steal the word. The word's getting strong in her that God's her healer, that if she needs anything, God's gonna be her answer. So what's the enemy doing? No, I'm gonna try to come and I'm gonna try to steal the word and, show, and say that it's, it's not working. And so it was like for a year, every single time, let's pray for it. Dad didn't change. Okay, well, now you know what to do, right? Yeah, let's, let's, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna believe God and we're still gonna stand on what his promises are. This happened multiple times. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, it's almost an everyday occurrence. And then, and then after that, it's like back to normal. She gets he, healed instantly. 
And, uh, and that's normal for a believer, by the way. This is, th- what, I'm, what I'm describing is not abnormal. This is something that is, it should be common for the everyday. This isn't become, because I'm a pastor. It has nothing to do with that. It's no special anointing. Jesus said, if, you're, if you believe, you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's just to every believer. It's not to some office or some person who's, you know, meant to do a certain thing. This is normal for every believer. But unfail, unfailing faith is an unwavering faith. It doesn't quit. It doesn't have any quit behind it. You remember, you remember when Jesus um, healed a blind man? If you, if you will, turn with me to Mark chapter 22. Jesus had this same approach. He had the same approach. He was unwavering, and he never gave up. Mark chapter eight, verse 22. This is a, uh, where Jesus heals a blind man. It says, uh, verse 22, slowly waiting because I hear a bunch of pages still. And then there's probably all those people on their digital Bible that you can't hear anything. So I'll just wait for them too. Verse 22 says, uh, then he came to Bethsaida, that's Jesus, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had, and, and when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. Now, this, this is really interesting. <clears throat> what if I were to spit in your eyes tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I think Jesus could get away with it because the guy was blind. <laughs> like if he's coming up to be healed of deafness, I, I, you know, Jesus is getting ready to hawk one on him. <laughs> I think he's like, nah, I'm good, thanks. He has no idea this spit's coming. But Jesus spits on this guy's eyes, puts his hand over his eyes, and asks him if he, saw, if he, if he sees anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. What, what is he describing? He's describing his vision, which is very blurry. He, doesn't see, he can't see definition of, of people's faces. It's just, it's like you're there, but I can, can't see anything other than a figure. You're like a tree. So here's Jesus. I mean, this is Jesus we're talking about, the son of God, right? He's praying for this guy's eyes, and does he get fully healed? No. There's, a, there's somewhat of a manifestation that is, that is probably at 50%, 40%, somewhere in there, and we don't, he doesn't see the full manifestation. That's the reason why Jesus is asking, what do you see? I think he worked with people this, like this on a regular basis, where he would pray for them, he would get them, he, he, would, he would lay hands on them, and then he'd say, how's it going? How's your arm feeling? How's your leg doing? Tell, tell me what's going on with you. This is probably normal. And, and most of the time, the, the, the rule is instantly they would get healed. I mean, most, most things that we see in scripture, it's the very first time. It's without any sort of, uh, of, of hesitation. It is 100% healed the first time. That's normal. That's the rule. The exception to the rule is once in a while, it doesn't manifest right away, or it manifests to a degree. 
And, and so what did Jesus do? Oh, man, it didn't work. It only worked halfway. What's going on, God? Father, didn't, didn't, didn't you send me here to heal people? Isn't this your idea? Me being here, you know, dying for man, mankind and, and healing all the ailments of man. What, what's going on, God? Did he, did he take that approach? Did he, did he even hesitate in what he did next? I guarantee you there's zero hesitation. 25, then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Now, what if Jesus gave up? What if, what if the man gave up and been like, okay, Jesus, clearly you're not as good as everybody says you are. You only got half the job half done and he walks away. If, if you give up, you fail. If you give up, you do not receive the very promise of God that he's given you. This man had Jesus himself in front of him and he had to not give up. Jesus himself, praying for people, had to have this mentality. I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna let some half manifestation even slow me down, even cause me to think, hmm, I wonder if it's gonna fully work or not. No, let's hit it again. Let's hit it again. See, this mentality is necessary to receive the promises of God. If we're going to have a life that's full of the Lord, we have to have uh, intestinal fortitude. We have to have a tenacity about us. You know, I think when I, when I think of the picture of that, I think of like a pit bull just clenched down on a promise from God. I'm just clenched down. I am not going to let it go. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care what I see. I don't care what it looks like. I'm not letting go of this promise from God. And if you'll take that approach, you'll receive. You'll get what, you, what you're believing for. It's when we give up that it's like, yeah, you, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get what the Lord's promised you. You just, yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Oh, I've been, I've been believing God for only you know five years for this to be fixed and for this problem to go away. Five years? Abraham, what, how long did he believe God for uh, the promise of a son? I think he was 100 years old before he had him, right? It was like 40 years, I think, or something like that. He had to, he had to wait a long time. In fact, Hebrews 6 kind of talks about him a little bit. Um, Hebrews 6, verse 11, it says this, um, writer of Hebrews is saying, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. So what's that, what's that verse say? We desire that each one of you show the same diligence. It's gonna take some diligence until, until the full assurance of hope, until the end. Verse 12, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Faith and patience. Notice it's not just faith. It's not just, it's not just I'm unwavering. 
There's an unwavering and there's a patience that says, I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna throw, on the, throw in the towel. I'm gonna endure until I get what I'm unwavering about. And when I have that approach, just like everyone in Hebrews chapter 11, where it starts listing off the great uh, fathers of faith and the, the men of faith in the Bible, they inherited the promises this way. Through faith, an unwavering approach, I'm not going to doubt, I'm not going to even give thought to this not being what God said or, or I'm gonna trust in the full faithfulness of the one who promised it. And then there's the second part, I'm never giving up. I'm never losing grasp. I'm, not, I'm gonna be the bulldog on this word. I'm gonna be the one that says, maybe everyone else has given up around me, but I'm not letting go. I'm getting what God promised me. I'm receiving what he said I should receive. And if we'll have that approach, we'll have the results that the people in the Bible did. That was their approach. That was Jesus's approach. You know, I talked about, uh, just, just wrapping up, I talked about in Mark chapter four about how the enemy comes uh, to steal the word. He comes, he comes to take the word. When, when, uh, when the enemy's attacking you, it's probably because there's a promise of God he doesn't want to see come to pass in your life. He's coming for the word. Mark 4, chapter 16, or chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. Uh, this is the parable of the sower. If you remember, Jesus is teaching a parable here. He's in, in this part, he's given the explanation of the parable. Uh, if you remember, it's about the, the person who goes out and sows a bunch of seed. Jesus says the person who's doing that is the one out there sharing the word of God. And he said, there's uh, four different types of people and uh, those four different types of people, uh, the word of God manifests di four different ways in them. Three of them, the word eventually is completely ineffective. It completely has no long lasting results in their, in their life. That's scary that that's a possibility, but it's exactly what Jesus taught. There was one type of, of a heart, or you'd say a ground that the, that the seed was sown into, where it said 30, 60, 100 fold were produced where the seed really did what it was supposed to do. It was the promises of God, the, the very nature of God get, uh, showed up and fully manifest in their life. Well, in verse 16, it's talking about one of the types of ground that doesn't receive, that doesn't hold on, that doesn't, uh, that, that, that would waver. Verse 16, these likewise are the ones sown on the uh, stony ground. So that's one of, the, one of the examples he gave in the parable. When they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. So the, are these people, um, you know, are they rejecting what, what the word of God says? They're not, they're not rejecting it. They receive it with gladness. Hallelujah. Jesus is present to heal us all. Hallelujah. By Jesus' stripes, we were healed. Gladness, thank you, Lord, for the promise that I don't have to go life, go through life with a body that's decrepit, a body that's short of what you've promised me to, me to be. They immediately receive it with gladness, 17. And they have no root in themselves. And because of this, 
and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. What's tribulation? It's another word, another word for tribulation is when problems come, when, when something, when some sort of evidence comes and, and, and it's contrary to the word that they just got, when persecution, some sort of outside force is put on them to, to, to back off of what the word of God says, they immediately stumble. See, again, if we're gonna receive and inherit the promises of God, if we're gonna be those who walk out of here shouting victory, we're gonna be the, also the person that says, it doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter what else, what other kind of evidence I have. I'm not going to give up on the promise. I'm not gonna back away from God's word. I'm not gonna say that any other thing besides his word is true. This is true. Doctors can say what they wanna say. They, they have, they're basing their, their uh, truth or their, their wisdom off of, off of natural things, not saying that they're out to hurt or deceive. We're all on the same team. We're all trying to get people well. But they're, just, they, they're limited. They, they're, there's, there's no 100% success rate there. And so they can say one thing, but if it's contrary to this, I'm gonna go with what Jesus said. He's called the great physician. I don't know of any other physicians that put their beginning you know, title with great in front of it. They're not, they're not the great physician. They're just the physician. Jesus, he's the great physician. He, uh, he wrote the book on getting healed. He wrote the book on health. He wrote the book on our bodies. Did he not form our bodies? Did he not give us our being? Did, were our bodies uh, not designed to be his house and his temple? Then he gets say over our bodies. He gets the final word regarding my health, regarding my circumstance, regarding any ailment that the enemy would try to hit me with. He gets the final word. And if I will put my trust in that, and I'll, and I'll, just, I'll just detach from, from the other things, the other uh, the other voices, the voices that could be even the pain in your body. If I'll detach from that and I'll just say, you know what, that's not, that's not, it's not important to me. I'm not gonna, not gonna give that any weight in my belief. I'm gonna give it all to what Jesus said. He's right. Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. He is not a man that he should lie. His word is true, it's sure. It's 100%, it works every time. If we'll take the approach of, I'm not gonna waver from it, I'm gonna stay exactly with what he said, and then I'll also take the approach of, I'm not gonna give up on it. I'm, gonna, I'm going to get healed. Listen, when you are taking your stand, when you are not giving up, when you're enduring, when you're in patience, you are stomping the devil's head. He hates seeing Christians having some backbone, having the ability to say, you know what? I'm getting what God said. I'm going to see the manifestation of his promise in my body. When you do that, you are crushing the enemy's stronghold. 
He's actively against you trying to steal that word out of your heart. You're stomping the door to him. You're stomping his head when you're saying, no, not this time, this word's staying. This word is gonna stay with me. My faith is not gonna fail. Amen? 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 Hallelujah. Well, let's pray, and then after that, we'll have, some, have those who are here to receive come up. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that the power to heal all of us is present here tonight.